0: I am not an expert. I've never published a book or taught a class. I've never even put anything in a quilt show. But I love quilting, and I love talking about quilting. I make a lot of mistakes, but I like to think that sometimes I learn from them and get just a little bit better. If hearing about someone else's goofs and mess-ups makes you feel better about yours, then I've done my job. Join me as we talk about quilting for the rest of us. Hey, I'm Sandy and I'm a quilter and uh, probably more specifically I'm a quilter on the road I am actually recording this while I'm driving north um it's Monday October 17th by the way and I'm driving north from the Philadelphia area back home to uh western New York and um I've been gone for about a week on meetings so I decided uh, I'm going to try to record this week's episode while I'm driving because I've got plenty of time in the car ahead of me and um Then we'll see if I can get it posted when I get home. I had intended to post an episode this week, and then as I was looking at my schedule last night, as I was preparing to head home and kind of start thinking about what was laid out in the week ahead of me, I realized I get home tonight, I'm out tomorrow night for a meeting, out Thursday night for a meeting, and then Friday I go on my quilt retreat. So I'm thinking probably Wednesday night, the only night I'm fully home my husband might actually want me to hang out with him and watch some TV. So (laughs) I'm thinking I will try my best to actually get an episode posted tonight. That is, mind you, if this turns out okay. As you know, normally I do record my episodes while I'm sitting at home in front of my computer and I've got some notes in front of me and um, got none of that today. Absolutely nothing. So (laughs) I'm going to try to keep my thoughts as organized as I can and try to keep the rambling to a minimum. And hopefully the road noise won't be all that bad. So here we go, giving it a shot. And by the way, this is actually the third time I'm starting this episode. The first time I got oh probably 10 or 15 minutes recorded and then decided to stop for lunch at a rest area and discovered when I stopped that um, it had stopped recording after two minutes because my batteries had run out on my little digital voice recorder. So I've now replaced the batteries. I took a second... Uh, try at starting to record and then hit some pretty bad traffic and decided I really needed to focus on the task at hand. I am now on a stretch of expressway that I'll be on for probably two or three hours altogether and traffic isn't that bad. So I think I should be able to knock it out now. I try to, generally speaking, record my episodes in one straight shot. I'm not particularly good at doing it the style that Francis of Off-Kilter Quilt does with the Quilt Diaries because I can't remember well enough what I've said from one day to the next and tend to find myself repeating myself and then missing altogether other important stuff I really felt I needed to say. So I'm going to try to do this in one shot and, um, like I said, hopefully keep the rambling to a minimum. Alrighty, so I have been gone since, this is Monday, I've been gone since almost a full week ago, on Tuesday early morning of last week, I left my home and I drove to Rhode Island for two days of meetings then, and then on Thursday morning, took some of the women that were at those meetings with me, put them in my car, we drove five or six hours to uh, a little bit northeast, I'm sorry, northwest of Philadelphia. Actually, we were in the Paoli area for meetings that lasted until this morning, and now I am heading home for the first time in a week completely on my own. For those of us who are introverts, you can understand how exhausted I probably am right now. Introverts, you know, one of the things is that we we expend energy being around people, no matter how much we love those people and enjoy being around them, y'all just wear us out. So I am really pretty tired and decided that actually maybe recording a podcast episode would be a nice way to keep myself awake in the car on the way home. So hang on just a minute, I got a big truck coming up next to me. I'm going to pause. Um, So what have I been doing? Obviously, since I've been on the road. And if you'll know, I did not record an episode last week because I was actually only home for a day, the weekend before my husband and I had our anniversary weekend, a long weekend. So I've actually, all together in the last couple of weeks, I've only been home for a day. So I haven't gotten a whole lot of quilt making done. Um, but I did actually get a lot more quilty on this last week than I really expected to. So one of the women that I was at with this set of meetings that I was at in Philadelphia is a very good friend. We've been working together for years. She's a a staff person, a colleague, and uh, she had begun saying to me, oh, probably a little over a year ago now, And she can correct me if I'm wrong, because I believe she's now going to be listening to this podcast. But anyway, about a year ago, we ended up rooming together at one of these sets of meetings that we go to a couple times a year. And she was talking to me then about how much she'd really love to learn quilting. And I kept saying, hey, give me the the word. I'll, I'll help you learn and, you know, get you all set up. Well, this week... Um, With the group of women that we were all together with, there's about 15 of us, I think, in all uh, three or four of us are quilt makers. And so I had been joking around with my friends that um, we had a chunk of time on Sunday afternoon that we may or may not have ended up with free. And so earlier, you know, like on Friday or Saturday, she was telling me about a quilt shop. She lives in that area, and she had told me about this quilt shop that she had just recently found and had spent a little time in as she was beginning to try to decide whether this was something she wanted to learn or not. And so I said, well, hey, if we do end up having some free time Sunday afternoon, we'll see if they're open, and, you know, let's go over. I'd love to go see the quilt shop. Well, we surprisingly enough, did actually end up with Sunday afternoon free, which is a surprise because normally I am just booked one end to the other on these weekends, and I was really not expecting to end up with that afternoon free, but we did. I mean, it was just a couple hours uh, before dinner, but We looked up the quilt shop and sure enough, they were open late enough that we could buzz over there and buzz back. And then because I knew there were other quilt makers around the table, as it were, I told my friends, you know, I really can't go without inviting the other quilt makers because that would be like betraying the sisterhood. (laughs) You know, I said, you know, there's secret handshakes and everything. We've got to stick together. So um, a couple of the other women came with us and we all dubbed ourselves uh, my friend's Quilty, fairy quilty godmothers is what we were. Fairy quilt godmothers. And so we went to this quilt shop and it was a very nice little quilt shop. It was, um, I think it's named Generations. I've got, she gave me the card. I've got it stuck in my suitcase. So I'll make sure I post a link to it when I get home in the show notes or on my quilt shop page, on my show notes page. And uh, I believe, like I said, I think it was called Generations and it's in Potsdam, Pennsylvania. I believe my friend said it had been around about eight years. They had told her about eight years. It's a smaller shop, but it had a lot of fabric in it. And what I was most impressed with, um, I tend to look for, you know, what does each shop have particularly unique about it? And this one had a very nice flannel selection, um, a section for flannels. And then a very nice section of boutiques, and then of course I it had its you know the the other lines of quilter cottons, and ran for everything from you know Civil War repro to um, Cafe Facet. I mean, it was really. I'm sorry, I did that again. Cafe Facet, boy, I haven't mispronounced his name in a long time. A lot of Cave Facet materials, and Amy Butler, and you know Moda, and the whole nine yards. It really had a nice uh, selection of fabrics, a lot of variety to it. So. We were there and gave her some guidance as she, you know, she said a couple times how overwhelming the fabric store actually was and she was kind of suffering a little bit of overstim. And, you know, I said, well, that's that always happens when you really don't know what it is you're looking for. You know, even when I'm the seasoned quilter that I am, if I go in a quilt shop and I don't really know what I'm looking for, you have that kind of sense of overstim to begin with until you can kind of start thinking some things through and sorting it out. And so I was tip, giving her some tips about how you visit a quilt shop. You know, you kind of make the rounds, see how they've got things organized, see what they've got, and then you go back in and sort of zero in on a couple things you want. And um, we got her set up with a couple of little things. She had, as I said, she had already been to this quilt shop once a couple weeks before at a time when it wasn't particularly busy, so she was able to spend a lot of time with the quilt shop owner who gave her advice, and her, the owner's suggestion had been that she start out making something small like a potholder. So my friend had decided she wanted to make a potholder. And, you know, I explained, well, that means that you make a quilt block and you just make one and then you bind it off and, you, you know, you quilt it and you bind it and they turn it into a potholder. So we talked about what block that might be, and I made the suggestion that a nine patch would be a good place to start for a couple of reasons. One, it's the most basic quilt block I think you can really get. Um... And then two, of course, it only takes two fabrics, so you don't have a whole lot of investment going on in it, and it's not a very complex thing to choose fabrics for, etc. So she decided that sounded like a good idea, and uh, I took her over to the Fat Quarters, and she picked, you know, we started out with her picking one that just caught her eye, one that she really liked, and then we looked for a coordinating fabric for it. And in both cases, she chose her own coordinating fabric, you know, I helped her a little bit, but she really had a nice eye for color, so she was able to do that pretty easily. And then she also decided she really wanted to um, get a kit that was, she thought it was more pre-cut than I think it turned out to be. And I wasn't with her at that moment, so I didn't think to break open the kit and actually look at it on her behalf until after we were back at our meeting space. I had also bought a kit that actually was more pre-cut. I don't typically buy kits that have all the pieces already cut for you. You know, I really don't mind cutting myself, and cutting doesn't take all that long, especially when you're talking about just a walling or a table runner. And this kit, I think, is for a table runner. But this one, (laughs) the fabric was just so stinking cute. I couldn't avoid it. And um, the, uh, I decided it would be a nice little project to just throw in my bag for my quilt retreat next week, so if I get tired of working on the other one I'll be working on, you know, this would be an easy one to just sort of pick up and whip off. Plus, it's a holiday, Christmas style, well, I don't know if it's distinctly Christmas, it's wintry, we'll put it that way, a wintry table runner, and the Focus fabric has got these fat birds wearing Santa hats. (laughs) I have, I don't know where this comes from, I have a real thing for fat birds. I have some professional photos that we have hung on our wall you know framed photography that are all fat birds of various sorts and I've got some fabric that is various prints of fat birds (laughs) I don't know what it is but the pudgy bird thing I really love so uh, and then you stick a Santa hat on it and you know all resistance flies out the window so that's the focus feature so other than that you know it's not a terribly exciting table runner kind of pattern but it'll be cute enough and like I said pretty easy to whip together um Let's see, I got a couple of other things in the fabric shop, but not too much because the benefit to going to a fabric shop with somebody else that you're helping them pick out all their stuff is it doesn't leave you enough time to get overly enticed to buy stuff for yourself. So I really didn't get too much. And then the two other women that were with us also picked up some stuff that the three of us quilty, or sorry, fairy quilt mothers actually represent kind of a wide range of experience. Um, the one woman has been quilting, I think, far longer than I have been, and it sounds like from some of the projects she was describing, I think she's been doing fairly routinely more complex kinds of things than I've done. Although I've never seen her quilting. I mean, we only ever meet up at these meetings, and we're not toting our quilting along with us most times because she and I are both a little bit more machine-oriented. Um, the third quilty, I'm sorry, the th- third fairy quilt mother. Is um, has not been quilting as long as either of the other two of us I, has, I don't think. And she is entirely self-taught, has never taken a class. You know, she's got a couple of books, but she hasn't really ever um, had any sort of formal training whatsoever. So it's all just been based on what she kind of figured out how to do and how to pick up. And so although we were all able to help my newbie friend, uh kind of know what sort of tools she was going to need and everything we were also all as quilt makers do learning from each other and it was just really cool because um for example as I was helping my quilty friend get set up with the kind of tools she might need just to get started you know she we got her the cutting mat at Joanne's and um I tell, well, there were Creative Grids rulers at the quilt shop, and I commented how much that was my favorite type of ruler. And so she decided to buy one of those. We got her the six and a half by 24 and a half or whatever that one, the bigger one is. And um, then at Joanne's, we got her the cutting mat because she had coupons. And she ended up buying the same kind of rotary cutter I use, which is the Olfa 45, um, and it's the ergonomic one. Uh, And that's my rotary cutter of choice. And she decided that one looked like it would work well for her too. So she bought that one. And um, then we got her a uh, quilt, a beginning quilt book, which I will tell you about in a minute if I remember to get to that since I don't have any notes in front of me. Um, But anyway, neither of the other two quilt makers the other two fairy quilt mothers had ever used a creative grids ruler so after hearing me talk about it they both wrote down the name of it and decided when they got home they'd probably going to pick one up and then the quilt shop also had orophil thread and since my friend wanted to really get started on doing something that night uh while we were still all together she bought thread and needles and she ended up buying the orophyll, although we did say to her you know she, what we had decided she was going to do or she had decided she wanted to do was actually hand piece this um Quilt block together the nine patch together, so we're just going to get our you know thread and needle enough to hand piece. And so I pointed out the Aurifil thread really is more for machine piecing, but you can use it for both. It's just not as ideal. Um, and that's where the one of the other fairy quilt mothers stepped up. The one that has been quilting longer than me has done a lot of hand piecing and hand quilting. And so she was able to really talk my friend through all of the differences of thread and everything. And of course, you know, most of it my friend won't absorb until it becomes pertinent. You know, you hear all these things, but until you actually work with it, you don't necessarily absorb it all. But in any case, uh, so we got her the thread and the needles and the um, cutting mat and the, the cutting, the cutting mat, the ruler and the rotary cutter. And then the fat quarter. She got. She ended up getting two separate sets to, of coordinates. So she got one that was in blues, um, kind of somewhere between a navy and a royal, and the other one. Her focus fabric that she really liked was a beige background, kind of a mottled beige background with grapevines and grapes, bunches of grapes on it, and grape leaves. And she picked out a um, sort of a bluish-purple, I think it's the Fusions line, if I'm not mistaken. It's the uh, kind of a tone-on-tone print um, to go with that. And, you know, she did a nice job picking out the fabrics, and they will very much look nice together. And then we went to Barnes & Noble. And this whole time, I was trying to find for her a good beginner's reference quilt book. Um, and I have several at home that I had said, you know, don't buy any books until I can go through what I've got and I'll mail some down to you. You can borrow or next time I'm down, I'll bring it down or whatever. Um, but she, you know, she was so anxious to get started that night. I decided she really needs a book to just get her started. And unfortunately, I could not find any of the ones that I actually knew. None of the ones that are on my shelf were still, you know, were being sold at the quilt shops or Joanne's or Barnes & Noble but what I did end up finding was actually a book I really, really liked. And I think that it's going to work really well for her. I am going to double check the title of that book when I get home, because I can't clearly remember it. I will post it on the show notes to this episode. It is published by better homes and gardens that much. I remember. And I believe it's just something like the beginners quilting reference book or something. It's a fairly obvious title, but I'm just, you know, I'm a little tired. I am not bringing it to mind right now. Um, but it's an excellent book, and I will post the links to it on the show notes of the episode. It's got great illustrations. You know, Better Homes and Gardens, they, they're they the publishers of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine, which has always been my favorite quilt magazine. Just very well laid out, very clear, not a lot of clutter on the pages, great illustrations. They illustrate the right steps. You know, a lot of times I'll look at illustrations of a step and I'm like, I didn't need a picture of that step, but you didn't give me a picture of this other step that I'm just really not getting. You know, that kind of thing. This one was very clear. And it covers everything, soup to nuts. It goes through. It has a whole section on fabrics. It has a whole section on color. It has a section on hand piecing, hand quilting, machine piecing, machine quilting, rotary cutting, um, binding, finishing your quilt. Everything. It's a really excellent reference book. So, uh, again, I'll post the the actual real life title to the book on the show notes of this episode and a link to it in Amazon. So um and of course I bought myself a couple of quote books as well which I will do a review of once I've had time to actually read them. <laughs> and and I've got actually I think my next episode may well end up being book reviews because in the last 2-3 weeks I've picked up several books that I really have enjoyed and I really want to tell you about them. So be watching for that in the next couple of weeks. Um so then we got back to uh our, re- our the retreat center where we we're having our meetings and um finished up work for the night you know we had another session after dinner that we had to to go through and then um, we got done with that session I think somewhere around eight o'clock it wasn't as late sometimes we can go until nine or nine thirty in these sessions and this time we got done a little bit earlier and so she pulls out her her cutting mat and her um, fabric and (laughs) we all gathered into this other smaller conference room because folks were doing something in the main meeting space so we pulled off to the side and decided we're you know we're going to teach her how to do this And um, a couple other people who have, you know, they kept saying, oh, I've always wanted to learn how to quilt. They just came along as observers. So there were like five or six of us in this room. And we walked her through the process. We scrounged an iron and a very, very small, like a tabletop ironing board from the retreat center. And um, had her pressing the fabric and showed her, you know, how the difference is between pressing fabric versus pressing uh, clothing and um showed her how to square up fabric and that was something that one of our our fairy quilt mothers had learned because again she was the self-taught one she never really knew how to do the whole you know you hold it and hang it make sure the fold is right and all that kind of stuff she had never gone through that process and then it was interesting the other uh, more experienced quilt maker and I you know just the different kinds of techniques you have for things so we were trying not to overly confuse the newbie of us. And so we'd kind of trade off who would teach which step, you know, so that we weren't keep it constantly saying, okay, there's a couple of different ways you can do this. So choose this one. You know, it was more like, okay, let's teach you one way for now. And once you kind of start feeling confident with that one way, we might show you alternate ways to do it. So we had her cutting her pieces out, squaring up her pieces, and then, um, starting to hand piece the the pieces together. And this is where, again, the, um, more experienced quilt maker who had done the hand piecing before, I I was just as interested in learning this too. You know, I knew the basic idea behind hand piecing. It's not rocket science in that respect. But, you know, I was like, well, how do you begin and end? How do you knot off your thing at the end of a seam and all that kind of stuff? So she was showing us all how to do that. So every one of us was actually working on hand piecing together this one nine patch (laughs) block that we're working on. Um, So we got three times as much done, four times as much done as what our newbie friend might have gotten done on her own. And so we didn't get the whole block pieced. We got, it's probably about halfway done and my friend will have to finish it off on her own. So we're all joking with her about the deadlines we're going to set on her and everything. And um, she's convinced she's going to get this thing done in a couple of weeks. And she's already told me she's probably going to Skype call me at some point so I can walk her through follow-up parts of it. But it was really fun. And And to tell the truth, that really is the first time I've ever taught somebody really how to quilt. I've done you know i've i've shown techniques here and there and that kind of thing but i've never worked with somebody that's a complete newbie and just taken them step by step through the process and it was fun having three of us gang up on her <laughs> certainly and just all of us were so excited about being able to actually get our hands on fabric during a week that we hadn't expected to you know you, everybody else the the non-quilt makers in the room just couldn't they kept kind of shaking their heads over cuz they couldn't quite get why we were so excited about this, and I kept trying to explain about, you know, the the need you have periodically to just pet fabric, and (laughs) that's a really hard thing for a non-fabric person to understand. Let's just leave it at that, but anyway, it was a really fun time, and I really enjoyed the opportunity to spread our joy of quilting to yet another person, and um, the The fairy quilt mothers, you know, will live on, although one of them is finishing up her term this year. So she's actually going off the board, but the others of us will still be there. Um, Although the one that's going off the board, I'm working on, she lives in New England and I'm working on, um, she and I are going to try to get together a sort of a modified quilt retreat with members from our denomination that live in her area. And I'm hoping maybe we can pull that off next fall. It'd be kind of fun. So anyway, Um, That was the unexpected quilting (laughs) that I got done this weekend. And um, I had brought with me the only other quilty thing I had intended to do. I did not get the uh, yo-yo maker. I had mentioned in my last episode that I was... Okay, I got interrupted by my husband calling me to make sure I was still awake, which I am, and that's good. Um, I think, if I remember what I was talking about before I got interrupted... um, we were talking about my Quilt University class. We had just started going into that. So as you know, I'm taking the Quilt University class right now, Artist's Toolbox with Lyric Kinnard or Kinnard. I don't really know how to pronounce her last name. She's the one who wrote Art Plus Quilt. And um, I had done probably half, maybe a little better than half of the first week's lesson before I went out of town the first time, which was for my husband and my anniversary celebration. Actually, our anniversary is today, even as I'm speaking. But since I was going to be out of town for this, um, we took our anniversary weekend last weekend before I left town. And uh, I had printed off that week's lesson to bring with me and did a little bit on it, but not much. It just really didn't have the time to do much with it because we were spending a lot of time just out and about during the day. And uh, then I had printed off, by the time I got home, the second, or the third week's lesson, I'm sorry, the second week's lesson was ready, and I um, printed that off to bring with me this week, and this week's lesson is now posted, and I'll be printing that off to try to do this week. Um, I didn't end up, even though when I left for this week's meetings that I was gone for, um, just about a full week, I printed off the lesson. I brought both lessons with me. I brought the Art Plus Quilt book with me for additional reference. I brought some of my other art quilting and art, you know, design principle books with me. And I brought my sketch pad. I even brought some colored pencils because this week's lesson we're supposed to be starting to work on um, color issues. And, uh, you know, somehow, now I've been going to this set of meetings Every year for the 10 years I've had this job, and somehow I still periodically get the wild idea in my head that I'll actually have free time. Who knows how that happens? This is a gorgeous time of year to be traveling around the New England-esque area. Love it. And uh, was graced with beautiful weather for all of my driving days. The um, only We had a lot of rain, but it was always while we were actually at the meeting location itself. The driving days have been, by and large, very nice. And today is particularly gorgeous. It's really a very pretty drive. I'm enjoying myself. Uh, But in any case, while I was at these meetings, I thought, well, I'll have all this natural fall beauty around, you know, really inspirational for doing studies in color and all that kind of thing. And of course, never broke open the box of colored pencils the whole time I was gone. So I've got a little catching up to do when I get home. And I, you know, as as you already know, my schedule, not going to get done this week either. So once the last lesson is posted this coming Friday, then I believe you have up to two weeks, really, to finish the class, you know, if if you're going to be posting um, stuff in the discussion group and all that kind of thing. I haven't yet posted anything in the discussion group other than, you know, just an introducing myself the very first day of class, and I haven't even really had time to look at what anybody else is posting. This is the class that Francis and I both ended up signed up for, and I am somewhat comforted to know that she is as behind as I am. (laughs) Neither of us has actually posted anything. Um, And, you know, we had had all these grand plans about talking to each other during the class and maybe record something for a podcast episode. And since neither of us is really even keeping up with the exercises at this point, I don't know if there's much for us to record talking about. Maybe after, you know, maybe we'll both play some catch up and be able to talk at least about some stuff once we're done. So anyway, that's where I am on that class. It is a good class. I am at least keeping up with printing everything out and reading through the lessons, so I am gaining something from it. It's just a matter of being able to do the exercises. Now, that being said, I do have my quilt retreat coming up on Friday. So, you know, again, I get home Monday night and I'm gone again for the weekend on Friday. My husband is very um, patient. (laughs) with me he's not overly thrilled about the fact that I'm going off to this quilt retreat but he's not giving me a hard time about it either I will I'm gonna have to go Friday morning our quilt retreats you can always get there and get set up by 10 a.m. so I'm gonna get down there I've I've taken Friday off I'm gonna take the day get down there get myself set up probably do a couple hours worth of sewing and then I've actually got to come back home again because it's my son's 21st birthday and he has asked if I could make dinner. We had offered to go out to dinner with him or something, and he asked if I would make dinner for him for his birthday. So I'm going to come back home Friday afternoon. The quilt, the... Continue on. I- excuse me, my navigator lady is talking to me. Um, I don't know why she just suddenly felt the need to tell me to continue on the route I've been on for an hour and a half, and I'll be on for another two hours. So he wants me to make dinner. So it's about an hour and a half drive or so, I think, from the retreat center home. It's not a big deal. What I haven't fully decided yet is whether after dinner I'm going to go back to the retreat center, even though I won't be getting there until about 10 o'clock at night, but at least then I can spend the night and be there first thing in the morning, or whether I'll just stay home that night and just go down, you know, first thing Saturday morning to the quilt retreat. It kind of depends on when everything ends after dinner because since it's the 21st birthday, um, you know, we're all pretending anyway that my son has not had anything to drink yet and he wants to have his, pardon me again, he wants to, um, Navigator Lady is really sure that I'm suddenly going to get a whim in my head to get off one of these exits that I'm passing right now. I don't know why she feels the need to keep telling me to stay on the route. Uh, anyway, um, He wants to go out for his first time, you know, legal time in a bar with his father and his uncle and his grandfather and his cousin. So they're going to do kind of a guy's night out, which will be all very, very mellow, which in my opinion is the best way to do um, your 21st birthday for your son. Um, No real freers there. And uh, so, you know, it kind of depends on when they actually leave to do that. Given that grandpa is involved, it'll be pretty soon after dinner. This is not going to be a late night for them. And um, so I think, you know, if I can get dinner cleaned up, I could quite easily head down to the retreat center that night, but we'll see how tired I am. Haven't decided that yet. Uh, For the quilt retreat, I am going to be working on that jelly roll sampler, as I had mentioned before. I did not get all the cutting done that I wanted to get done, but that's not a big deal. I'll be able to, you know, I'll have plenty of time to get it done there. I also have the kit that I mentioned that I got from uh, my quilt shop trip yesterday in Pennsylvania. So, you know, those are probably going to be the only things I bring with me. I tend, the first time I went on a retreat, I brought a boatload of projects, and most of them never made it out of my car. So what I've decided to do now is I only bring one kind of biggish project and then maybe one other just to give me something. If I get bored with doing the first one, I'll switch over to the second one or whatever. Um, And then when I'm done, I'm done. You know, and I rarely find that I'm actually done much before the the official time of the retreat is over anyway. So I've just learned to pack a little bit lightly for these quilt retreats. So I'm really looking forward to that retreat, too. Although at this point, I would really love to just be home and stay put for a little while. Fortunately, once I get home from this quilt retreat, I really am home for a while. I don't travel again um, until the middle of November, which I know that doesn't sound like you're home for a while. But when you've been gone every single weekend pretty much since... I don't know, June, <laughs> it starts feeling like, wow, I'm home for two weeks in a row. That feels really special. So um, I don't know that I really had a whole lot else to say. I will tack in some responses to some listener comments. I've been getting some very nice comments while I was gone. I can read them on my phone, and the um, very sketchy intermittent Internet access we were able to get at the retreat center. I was able to at least see that I was getting comments and read some of them. I wasn't always able to respond. Um, the internet access at this place was really sketchy. It kind of depended on which way the wind was blowing i eighty one north is on the right okay um, <laughs> again, I don't know why she's telling me these things, so i will um I think this is probably going to be it like I said I'm going to have some book reviews coming up. Jay and I, once I, you know, once my personal dust settles, Jay and I will be working on the next episode. I haven't really had a chance to email her about what our topic is actually going to be, but I have been able to see that she is hard at work at it because she works on a wiki um, that I can also leave comments on, and I've seen she's made some updates to the wiki, so I know we're, we're moving forward on our next episode. Don't forget that you've got homework if you want to do it from the previous design episodes that Jay and I have done. You also have the Mystery Stash Challenge although at the moment I am not remembering whether or not I remembered to update the information on on my podcast page. So I was going to tell you, you know, you can just go to the podcast page to check out the information on the current stash challenge. And, uh, I might be lying. I'm not sure I can tell you that. So, if you you know if you feel like you know where the Google thing says when you under the search bar you can say I feel lucky. Um, you know if you feel lucky and you want to go check the podcast page to see whether I ever actually did remember to update it with the new stash challenge information, go right ahead and do that. Um, I did also realize belatedly. I-81, north. Okay, are you all getting sick of hearing about I-81 North? Um, anyway, I did realize rather belatedly that um, as I've been abusing you folks mercilessly about not commenting as often lately, I don't think I've also been remembering to let you know how to be a hold of, in touch with me at the end of my podcast I think I keep blowing off leaving all my contact information so here we go uh, you can always comment on the show notes to this episode at www.quiltingfortherestofus.com you can also leave comments on our Facebook page also just go to Facebook and search for quilting for the rest of us and uh, you can follow me 81 north is <laughs> on the Oh, this is funny. You're all going to be quoting that in your sleep pretty soon. In two miles, I-81 North is on the left. Um, Anyway, my email is sandyquilts at gmail.com, sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z. You can follow me on Twitter and Pinterest with that handle, sandyquilts, sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z. Um, Oh, and I've got a quilting blog, blog, quiltingfortherestofus.blogspot.com. And I am sure there are many, many other ways that you can also be in touch with me. And I'm just not remembering them at the moment. But everything is linked from my uh, quiltingfortherestofus.com page. So I hope that you are all getting a lot more quilt making done than I am at the moment. Um, Why don't you all go out and teach somebody new how to quilt? That was a lot of fun. I had a great time doing it. And hopefully we've now brought another quilt maker into the fold. And um, that's always a good thing. And until next week or whenever I'm ever actually able to get another podcast up, go get your quilting on. Okay, so now here's the uh, more current part of this podcast. As I had said in that recording, I recorded it while I was driving home on Monday. I was then out uh, for meetings last night, and tonight I'm trying to get everything else done because I'm out for meetings again tomorrow night, and then it's my quilt retreat weekend. So I'm going to very quickly uh, do an addendum to my earlier recording and just comment on a few listener comments that I've gotten over the last couple of weeks. Just wanted to make sure I said to everybody how much I really do appreciate you you um, being in touch with me my episodes I think are just so much more interesting when they're a conversation than when they're monologues so so keep your talking because I enjoy talking back Um, I appreciate hearing from Jody B who has really enjoyed the series that we've been doing with Jay as have I as well and Jody also had some very nice things to say about my mom's quilts that I had posted pictures of on my blog to talk about lines so thank you for your comments Jody um also Rebecca has said that she's been listening to the podcast for about 6 months so you're not quite a new listener but maybe a little bit newer than some others but I did want to share with you she had listened to the episode about um why we buy fabric and she says I find that I buy fabric when I can't actually quilt I work full time and have two small children sometimes when I have a morning off with the kids I'm desperate to get quilting but I don't know I won't be but I know I won't be able to get anything done with my two- and four-year-olds in the house. How well, I remember those days. However, they do enjoy a trip out, and they like helping me choose fabric, so I will sometimes take them to a quilt shop and buy fabric, as it's the closest I can ac- get to actually quilting. Um, and then she says, thanks for the podcast, but now that I'm caught up, you'll need to post them more frequently, or I might have withdrawals. And I believe she um, posted that... Oh, I can't see the date on the comment. I'm sorry. It was a little while ago, and I haven't gotten one posted recently, so hopefully this will um, keep you from having your Quilty Podcast DTs. Um, By the way, it looks like Rebecca might be from the UK, so I'm always glad to have some international listeners. I did also want to let you know about a new podcast. I got a notice from AJ, AJ, Nitty AJ, I believe I knew her as, who now has her own podcast called The Quilting Pot. Um, she might be available through iTunes now. She was not in iTunes when I checked. I downloaded your first couple of episodes, AJ, before I went out of town, and I've been able to listen to them. I really enjoyed them. Thank you so much, and I'm glad you joined the crowd. So everybody listen to The Quilting Pot. Okay, Annette emailed me from Canada. Canada yay Canada and um and that wanted to know, she mentioned that I had talked about a barcode app, one that you could scan barcodes, and she couldn't figure out, she couldn't remember what app I was talking about, and so I thought I would just t- tell this to everybody so that you can all get the same information. It is indeed Goodreads that has the barcode app, G-O-O-D-R-E-A-D-S, goodreads.com, and that barcode app is really, really, really handy, so I would encourage you to check that out. Um, Holly left a comment also on the, um, photos of the, my mom's quilts that I posted on my lines blog entry. And, uh, she also really enjoyed the quilts and she said the last quilt of my mom's that I posted was a, um, it's not Karen K. Buckley. I'm sorry. I'm not remembering the name of the woman who designed it. Karen something. Uh, It's a New York beauty style of quilt. Very wild, very sort of free form. I love the design. And Holly said, that last quilt is amazing. I love it, love it, love it. At this point in my quilty evolution, I'm too afraid of curves to attempt it, but wow, it totally jumped off the screen at me. Time to follow the designer's link and see if I like the rest of her work as much as that one. So Holly, I'd love to hear if you did enjoy the rest of her work. Don't be afraid of curves. They're not that mean. And school quilt posted also on that um, same blog entry uh, uh, saying that she also was appreciative that I had shared my mom's quilt and how wonderful they are um, okay I also did hear about a second podcast that I've not had a chance to listen to yet but Tanisha was talking about it it's I don't know how you actually pronounce it I would I would say QSO. It's Q-U-S-E-W, and it's available through iTunes, I believe. Like I said, I've not had a chance to listen to it myself. I'm hoping to download it before I head to my retreat this weekend and might get a chance to listen to it there, but check that one out as well. We are just having an explosion of Quilty Podcasts, which is always fun. So those are all the comments I've actually gotten. (laughs) Oh, and I did get a very, very, very nice email which I will not read because I don't have permission to, Um, but from Maureen. And Maureen, I really enjoyed your email. Thank you so much for um, sharing that with me. And I also enjoyed talking about where our lives intersect. And I think that's one thing um, that I've often enjoyed when I listen to other podcasters, Quilty or otherwise, and hear them talk about their personal lives and things that I know I can relate to because, hey, either been there, done that, or I'm being there doing it now so um i do think we all do have some stuff in common and i really appreciate that um But again, thank you, Maureen, for your wonderful email. I really enjoyed uh, reading that, especially while I was out of town. It was nice to have that. Okay, um, my uh, timer on my oven is beeping madly at me because I've got something going on right now, and then I need to get that fixed, and then I need to shoot out to the grocery store, and then I need to pack for my quilt retreat two days early because, like I said, I've got meetings tomorrow night. So it's a very busy week. Um, I do hope all of you have a wonderful quilty weekend and um, get all sorts of, great stuff done and then tell me about it and like i said in i believe i said this in my conversation in the car that my next episode will probably be full of book reviews because i've just been picking up books right and left and really really enjoying them uh so keep an eye out for that and meanwhile i guess that's it so go get your quilting on quilting for the rest of us is dedicated to shirley love you, mom